Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The Biden administration, it is a fiasco. Shut down the border. Code red. The bill is passed. To raising the debt ceiling. The sweeping democratic reform. The reckless taxing and spending. Body found in Wyoming is Gabby Petito. Restore our checks and balances and protect our elections. So many controversial changes. Stay tuned for updates. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a Wednesday, a rainy Wednesday in eastern North Carolina. Lots to talk about today. Uh, new articles of impeachment against the uh, embattled Joe Biden, Biden were introduced uh, yesterday by Ohio Republican Bob Gibbs over Biden's botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, the border crisis, his efforts to continue federal eviction moratorium despite the warnings from the Supreme Court. Quote, I take this seriously. I don't think it's haphazard. I'm not trying to get media attention for myself, Gibbs told the Washington Examiner. He's done so much damage to this country in less than nine months, which is really scary. He's not capable of being a commander-in-chief. That's obvious by the actions since day one when he took the presidency back in January. Maybe something like this makes the White House think twice before they do some of this nonsense. You know, he is going to get this this Gibbs, and there was four others, that, uh, three others that signed on to this. Uh, he is going to get all kinds of negative pushback from the uh, mainstream media. And yet, the Dems, what did they impeach Donald Trump on? <laughs> A lie. A lie. <laughs> a, a telephone call that they mischaracterized and just made stuff up about it. And and the media ran with it. And as a result, um, we went through the impeachment. Obviously, it, it didn't uh, come to anything. But um, while while they thought that was wonderfully, the, the media thought that was wonderfully profound, that they were going off after Donald Trump, as you said, based on a lie, um, Watch that! Watch that same mainstream media ridicule this. I mean, they're his. I, it, it, the the ignoring of a Supreme Court decision by itself ought to, ought to be an impeachable offense. I mean, oh, this yeah. this is not. I mean, this wasn't a mistake. This was a deliberate effort to try, try to thwart a decision by the Supreme Court. Now, yeah, imagine if Trump had done that. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, goodness. <laughs> They'd be going nuts. Speaking of the mainstream media, there was an excellent article on the uh, Fox News website today. And uh, I, I will give Fox kudos, but I also give Politico kudos, I, I, I guess, for finally admitting their major screw-up from a year ago. Uh, now, it's going to be interesting to see if any of these other media outlets have a mea culpa. Nearly a year after the Hunter-Biden laptop story sparked a political firestorm, Politico confirmed some of the material first reported by the New York Post in the final weeks of the presidential election. You know, the New York Post really ought to be given kudos. I mean, the New York Post <clears throat> is constantly releasing stories they don't get as much credit as they ought to uh but you know when this hunter biden laptop story they were really even more so than fox news and a number of these other media outlets the new york post was the uh was the guy, the organization carrying the banner uh on this hunter biden story from a year ago 
Politico Playbook published reporting from correspondent Ben Schreckinger's new book, The Bidens, which delved into the emails that surfaced in the explosive reporting that was ultimately suppressed by big tech. Quote, a person who had independent access to Hunter Biden's emails confirmed he did receive a 2015 email from a Ukrainian businessman thanking him for the chance to meet Joe Biden. The same goes for a 2017 email which a proposed equity breakdown of a venture with Chinese energy executives include a line 10 held by H, Hunter, for the big guy, that would be Joe. The playbook wrote emails released by a Swedish government agency also match emails in the leaked cache, and two people who corresponded with Hunter Biden confirmed emails from the cache were genuine. Politico added, while the leak contains genuine files, it remains possible that fake material has been slipped in. So they're still trying to cover their butt. Um, But think back to October 2020 when Donald Trump was saying, hey, this is a real deal. The Hunter Biden laptop, you remember, came out in the latter weeks just before the election. This is in October, I believe, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. This is a rather big shift for Politico. Their headline in 2020, uh, October 2020, quote, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinformation, dozens of former Intel officials say. It goes on to say more than 50 former senior intelligence officials who insisted that the published emails from the laptop had all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. The, is this the same intel people <laughs> that you know helped push the Russian collusion oh, yeah. story on Trump? Of course, uh, you know? Bingo. <laughs> I mean, some of the signatures to this uh, letter: John Brennan, James Clapper, Michael Hayden, Leon Panetta, uh, Jeremy Bash. All of them have worked as analysts on M- MSNBC or CNN and CNN. The unsubstantiated claims from the former Intel officials were elevated throughout the media, including CNN, MSNBC, and the Huffington Post. Washington Post columnist Greg Sargent quickly declared the day after the New York Post first began reporting on the alleged contents of the Hunter Biden's laptop that it was, quote, Trump's fake new Biden scandal, calling the allegations laughably weak. He went on to say Trump's last-dish hope to cast vague pall of corruption over Biden, but plainly the mere fact of covering smears and disinformation, even negatively, itself rewards their purveyors. The same day, the New York Times ran a story reporting Russian disinformation, claiming that President Donald Trump has warned that what Russians were using his personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, who was given the laptop before providing its contents to the press to spread false claims about the Bidens. NPR public editor uh, Kelly McBride addressed a listener's question about the news outlet blackout of Hunter Biden at the time, claiming the Post reporting had many, many red flags, including its potential ties to Russia. NPR apparently determined that the assertions don't amount to much. We don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. We don't want to waste the listeners and the readers' time on stories that are pure distractions, the NPR manager said. Unlike NPR, CNN wasn't really as transparent with his efforts to spike the Hunter Biden story. 
Last week, Project Veritas leaked audio recordings of conference calls featuring CNN's top executives of the Biden, concerning the Biden scandal. Quote, obviously, we're not going with the New York Post story right now. One Hunter Biden, CNN political director David Chalian Ch- said during the conference call on October the 14th of last year. Uh, Jeff Zucker of CNN told his staff, so I don't think that we should be repeating unsubstantiated smears just because the right-wing media suggests that we should. I mean, I've given you all this stuff because publication after publication, media outlet after media outlet continued to just downplay it, lying through their teeth, making stuff up. Perhaps the worst example was on 60 Minutes. This is cut one, Clark. The 60 Minutes, Leslie Stahl, she laughs at the president, the sitting president of the United States, when he came out and, and... uh, gave these claims in a 60-minute interview. She scoffs it off, and guess what? Donald Trump, once again, was right. I wish you would interview Joe Biden like you interview me. It would be so good. You know what? You the, like this, the, I thought. I thought you I liked Spar- it. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But when I watch him walk out of a store, and he's walking with a ice cream, and the question the media asks him, what kind of ice cream, what flavor ice cream do you have? <laughs> and he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking... Of course he is, Leslie. Come on. Of course he is. It's the biggest, second biggest scandal. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign, Well, there's no real evidence of that. Of course there is. It's all over the place. Leslie, they spied on my campaign and they got caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't put on things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied on my campaign. Well, we can't verify that. It's been totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie, and you know that, but you just don't want to put it on the air. No, as a matter of fact, I don't know that. the, the number of decades that 60 Minutes has been on, there are hundreds of examples of 60 Minutes putting stuff on that they couldn't verify. I mean, they've had to publicly recant stories before where they didn't do their homework. Um, now, will Leslie Stahl come out? Now, the Politico has come out and said, look, we've checked this out. It was all true. We've got verified from... Uh, this Swedish organization, they've confirmed that they've got the same copies of the same emails. We're confirming this stuff is correct. Do you think Leslie Saul's going to come out with a uh, apology? <laughs> no, she won't mention. But, you know, two things that pop up in my mind reading that article there is, um, you know, the, the messaging from all these sources w- was the, exactly the same. Bingo. And that's, I mean, the... Ch- 20 different publications, what's the chance of the wording and their messaging being exactly the same if they're not reading off the same sheet of music provided by the Democrats? Yep. And number two, they talk about right-wing sources. Um, I follow this stuff. The New York Post was incredibly critical of Donald Trump during the, pri- right. during the primaries. Yeah. And and you know, even during his presidency, um, I mean, they had tons of articles critical of Trump. I, I think the New York Post is one of the few that's getting it right, to be honest with you. By the way, you, you know what? When it comes to journalist integrity, journalistic integrity, they might be a little bit embarrassed, but, they're, but not really, because they're doing backflips. They're high-fiving each other and saying, you know what? 
okay, they caught us lying, as we always do, but who gives a hoot? Because we were successful in defeating Donald Trump. Yeah. And they're high-fiving each other right now. They could care less <clears throat> about journalistic integrity. And what's so scary about it, during all this time, um, multiple people within the Justice Department, including the FBI, had an open case regarding yeah. this. Yeah. And that we didn't find that out two months later. So, uh, And look, and again, uh, there, there's, I only read you about half of the examples I mean, other examples from MSNBC, other examples from Jake Tapper, other examples from MSNBC, Katie Turr, uh, Turr, not Turd, uh, MSNBC, uh, right. NBC. Uh, I mean, just it goes on and on and on. And listen, these people, I mean, right now you see how our country is just in turmoil. Th- these people are responsible. Yeah. This is what they wanted. They lied to the American people. They, they, there is no journalism amongst these people. You're, you're right. They take the talking points of, of the Democratic Party, the DNC, and they'll say, okay, how high do you want us to jump? And one you mentioned, NPR, that's National Public Radio, Yeah, correct? Let's defund it. Yeah, Can how we much? please defund it? You want to defund the police? How about defunding NPR? How much are we funding NPR? <laughs> A lot. Yeah, it's... It's just incredible. It's really incredible. Uh, let's go ahead and take a time out. Lots more to talk about. We've got some uh, interesting stuff related to uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Gates and uh, Prince Andrew, all that making news today, along with uh, the Biden fiasco on the border. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is your Drive at 5 and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Again, Joe Biden would be happy about this. Uh, today is National Ice Cream Cone Day. <laughs> Come on, man. He's That's about the only cone. thing he can do well is eat ice cream cones. Come on. What yeah. if there's some medical reason behind that or something? Maybe they put his meds in there. Well, you know, they... <laughs> you they, know, sort of like a dog. You put their dog's meds in his peanut butter <laughs> so it, the dog would take his meds on time. I was going to say, you know, they, <laughs> what, what do they call the elderly state, the second childhood? <clears throat> and uh, maybe he's going through his second childhood. Give me some more ice cream. Take a look at your weather forecast. A chance of showers and thunderstorms tonight. Uh, mostly uh, cloudy if it's not raining. Yeah, it's going to be coming down. Chance of rain, 70%. Possibly uh, between a quarter and a half inch of new rain, and then more on Thursday. Again, a 70% chance of rain. Low tonight, around 71. High tomorrow, only 77. And then tomorrow night, you'll be happy with this, Benny, a low of around 56 degrees Mm. and mostly clear. Friday should be gorgeous, sunny with a high of 76. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville. Two years in a row, Ironwood boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining, and outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new traditions with your family for a limited time. Join Ironwood, pay zero initiation fees. Give them a call, 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville. So the Democrats in the House have passed a bill to raise the debt ceiling through 2022 and temporarily fund the government until December the 3rd. But uh, the measure has to pass the Senate. You were just saying you saw Tom Tillis on uh, Neil Cavuto, 
And uh, he is saying what Mitch McConnell has said, that, you know what, there's no Republicans going to vote for this. Uh, And basically, I mean, my gosh, can we have a budget? The Democrats get in charge and there's no budget. I mean, all the years that Harry Reid was there in the Senate, we never had a budget. And year after year after year after year, we had to raise the debt ceiling. And the Democrats always said the same thing. Oh, we won't pay our bills. People will go hungry. The people around the world, will, will they'll, they'll default. No one will get their Social Security. And what happens every time they do this, federal workers get a two-week vacation. Oh, yeah. Then they, they get st- all the back pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, here's an idea. Don't pay the federal workers back pay. Starting with Congress. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> and then, I mean, the, 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 pass that bill. Why do I say that? Not not that I'm trying to squeeze the federal workers, but because if they had all the federal workforce chasing Congress saying, do what is right, pass a bill that uh, allows us to continue without having to lose our jobs and lose our pay, uh, there'd be a lot more pressure on Congress. Mm-hmm. It's a joke right now. But uh, it, it, right now... Republicans sound like they're going to stand firm. But listen, get ready for all the liberals in the media to start crying alligator tears about how this is going to be a major catastrophe. Our allies around the world won't be able to trust us. You know, we won't be able to pay our debt. We won't be able to take care of old people. Social Security will default. It never has happened before, and it won't happen this time. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, it will happen eventually, by the way. If we keep doing what we're doing, eventually it will happen that the whole system will collapse. You know, David Walker that we've had on at least a couple of times, uh, former Comptroller General under uh, Bush 1, Clinton, and Bush 2, you know, he says we should just get rid of the debt ceiling and base it on a percentage of GDP of gross domestic product, which, you know, from from a— But where would we be right now if we were based on that? Oh, if it was based on— a percentage of GDP, we'd be uh, <laughs> we'd be in trouble. We'd be, yeah. We, well, we'd cut spending. We we'd, we'd ch- have to. We'd, we'd cut. Uh, we'd well. It doesn't matter about cutting spending if you don't reform entitlements. We've talked about that before. But uh, you know, it, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And this constant changing the debt ceiling. I mean, that's just it's, a joke. it's just fodder and it's just talk where both parties can point fingers at the other one and still not do anything about the problem. You know, and I, I don't know where David would stay on this. Uh, I remember um, the economist uh, that we'd have on often from uh, ECU would, would, you know, he was he was not for having a balanced budget amendment. He would say the same thing David said, just base it on, on GDP. The, the problem is we, we don't, they, they need to have a gun to their head. They need to, not, not that they ever follow the law when they don't like it, but that's why I'm for a balanced budget amendment is because the the people in Congress do not have the fortitude nor the 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 financial responsibility to balance the budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, again, our kids and our grandkids. Well, if you, if you think about it from a from a business perspective or personal household budget perspective. The level of debt you have, uh, you know, should be relative to the volume of your business, or if it's your, right. per, or if it's your personal finances, whatever uh, you your bank account is, it, it, and and whatever uh, income you're making to support that debt. But the problem is, our GDP is not, are not is not supporting our debt. 
We're paying our bills. We're just printing more money. It's, that's how we pay our bills. You know, I used to think George W. Bush, I, I didn't agree with everything he did, but I, I, I thought he was basically a conservative. I'm really beginning to wonder. Is uh, he just losing it? Is he upset that Donald Trump um, is against Liz Cheney? And he was also against Jeb. And so, therefore, he's going to try to get back at uh, Donald Trump. Uh, I'm, what I'm saying is former President George W. Bush is uh, going to support Liz Cheney, throwing a fundraiser and uh, his fundraising efforts to Liz Cheney. Um, of course, she's got a race for her House seat. She's got a primary challenger. Donald Trump has uh, come out and uh, endorsed the challenger. The Wall Street Journal reported Wednesday um, Bush's first campaign event for the 2020 midterms will be a fundraiser to support Cheney. Trump endorsed Wyoming property rights attorney Harriet Hegman to challenge Cheney earlier this month. Um, you know, I, this is going to be interesting. I, I think that uh, Bush will be applauded by the Republican rhinos, the Republican establishment, the Republican elites. I think the populace is going to be very disappointed with, oh, with George are. W. Bush. Yeah, I always liked George Bush as a— I thought, I thought he was a good moral man. Uh, yeah, I know the left painted him as this you know, warmonger, liar, and all this kind of stuff. I, I mean, I think he was a good moral man. Um, I, number one, Dick Cheney's been a friend of the family forever. Right. And plus, Donald Trump was— <laughs> I mean, it was very critical on uh, what low energy uh, Jeb. I yeah. think he called him. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But but uh, I never really thought George Bush was a conservative. He was kind of conservative on uh, security issues, national defense type things. But well, and he, he was, he was sort of a hero after nine eleven. Yeah, he was pretty liberal on some things, and there was a lot of things I didn't agree with him on. Yeah, but I, I mean, think he was a good man. Um, but. Well, it's you know, really interesting. The next time you see Carl Rove on Fox News and you think he's a conservative, which, again, I, <laughs> Carl Rove, nah, not so much. Elmer, the Elmer Fudd of Fox News. Um, he is also going to be one of the uh, co-hosts for uh, Liz Cheney's uh, fundraiser. Well, they love some Dick Cheney now. Oh, yeah. But I think she's toast. <laughs> I just think she is. But she'll, uh, well, have a, that, she'll have a boatload of money to spend, though. That's for that'll sure. be a very interesting race to watch. Now, you know, I think as Wyoming is a very conservative state. I think it's going to be an interesting race to watch, though, because that will sort of be, a, I think, a bellwether for uh, mm -hmm. what will come in two years with uh, Donald Trump. The Free Beacon is reporting the Biden administration has appointed a left-wing attorney who has publicly endorsed sanctuary laws for illegal aliens to serve as Immigration and Custom Enforcement ICE top prosecutor, according to an internal memo obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. I, again, every time Biden makes a decision, it's the wrong decision. ICE announced the hiring of Kerry Doyle, a longtime partner at the Boston-based law firm of Graves and Doyle, to become the agency's new principal legal advisor, a role that oversees 25 field locations and 1,250 attorneys, the office serves as ICE's representative in all removal proceedings and litigates cases against illegal aliens and terrorists. This ought to scare the Pajubis. Every time we get a headline, it ought to scare the Pajubis out of the American citizenry. Well, you know, my, my Democrat friends will not own up and, and 
and admit this, but but it's been like that really since Bill Clinton's administration uh, or after since his administration was the last Democrat administration. But every single appointment out of the Democrats, I mean, they're extreme left. There's no arguing that point from the Obama administration and now the Obama, uh, 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 Biden Biden administration <laughs> is the I mean, Biden administration. I mean, they never have anyone middle of the road, at a, not even close middle of the road not even close to uh you know center left they are far left every single appointment they they make i mean the democrats they want to get rid of bail they want to release people i mean and they are releasing people i mean there's another story here just talking about the fact that uh, out of the daily mail and pj media you know last weekend there was fourteen thousand haitian refugees under that bridge down in del rio texas uh now it's down to eight thousand well, it's confirmed that there was probably about oh, maybe twelve hundred in Durham. Uh, well, <laughs> twelve hundred flown back to Haiti. Maybe that's that's that number's high. So, where's the other five thousand? <laughs> those twelve hundred probably. 7, those twelve hundred probably are the only ones that were armed. <laughs> uh, well, and, and look. Well, and do we know that they've been flown back to Haiti? Yeah. I mean, we're just taking their word for it. But if they if they were, is is that just a dog and pony show from the Biden administration saying, oh, look, we told you the, uh, you know, the borders closed and what we're doing. I mean, again, people really ought to be having their eyes wide open to say, "Okay, where are these people being shipped? I promise you, at the end of the day, if the Biden administration has anything to do with it, they're going to ship these people to. States that are primarily red or are almost purple, sort of like North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised at all to learn there's uh, being people being shipped to North Carolina. But again, this guy being Kerry uh, Doyle, basically in charge over ICE prosecutions. Uh, why don't they just shut down all the prosecutors then? Because they're not going to do anything. If anything, they'll prosecute, you know, like these Texas ranchers that are complaining They'll turn around and prosecute the rancher for complaining. I mean, that's how this, these guys operate. Well, and unless it's changed in the last couple of years, Texas has the castle doctrine, and the castle doctrine in Texas is pretty is for your property, not your just your home, but your property. And these, some of these ranchers, if they feel threatened, the buckshot comes out. Huh? Yeah, you better look out. But you know, the sad thing about this is. Meanwhile, the the average American citizen, and I hate to say it, Democrat, Republican, or Independent, are too preoccupied watching funny dog videos on YouTube to pay attention to this. Yeah. Yeah. And America's, right. America's going down around us. Yep. Let's take a time out. Lots more to talk about. Stay with us. Tom and Benny be right back. Should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in, Tom, Benny, and Clark, and you for the ride home. Microsoft co-founder and vaccine guru and population control (laughs) zealot, Bill Gates, was uh, interviewed by uh, PBS Judy Woodruff. 
Judy's not looking too good these days. Just saying. Uh, but they had Bill Gates on the news hour last night. And as you, I, I mean, I, I will give her kudos. She brought up the Jeffrey Epstein issue. He didn't kill himself, by the way. No, 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 no. no. Well, that, that's one of the questions I wish she, Judy had asked uh, Bill. Was he involved in that at all? Um, it, it got rather weird as creepy Gates, creepy Bill Gates, would not answer any of the questions. As he talked, there was some obviously, and if you're watching on uh, Facebook or Cable 7, um, you can see the, uh, the video. Clark's got it up on the screen. Uh, notice how he's constantly pay- playing with his ring finger, squirming quite a bit, and uh, it, it just got weird. Here's, here's just the part of the questioning when Judy asks him about uh, his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. It was reported at that time uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh, You know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to Global Health, which is a uh, interest I have. You know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, You know, those meetings were were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. You know that goes back a long time ago now. Uh, there's you know so there's nothing new on that. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years, um, and that in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well. And, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking, looking at this? Well, he's dead. So, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, and, you know, the, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done in philanthropy, very proud of the work of the foundation. Uh you know, that's that's what I get up every day and focus on. Is there a <laughs> lesson in this for you or for anyone else looking at this? Well, he's dead. Well, maybe he's saying the lesson is if don't some, die. If <laughs> the lesson the lesson is if somebody's got some bad information on you, make sure he's dead. Dead yeah. uh, Bill Gates was obviously not prepared to be hit with that. <laughs> you know. But now, now I, I'll, I'll hand it to Judy Woodworth, Woodruff, that she asked, brought brought up that issue. But follow up questions. I mean, I would. Now I know he was not going to answer it truthfully, but it would have been interesting to see his nonverbals. You know, like, uh, well, did you have anything to do with his death? Or, uh, well, you- let me just be blunt. Did you ever participate with any of the young women that? Uh, because I mean, Prince Andrew has been accused. Uh, and um or not go that far just say well were you ever with bill gates and and he was around some women where you might have questioned their age i mean just i mean that's not making accusation towards him i'd like to see him squirm on that question bingo 
Now, remember, though, uh, there's a lot of people out there speculating that it was the relationship, including the New York Times, that it was Bill Gates' relationship with Jeffrey Epstein is why Melinda Gates filed for divorce. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know what? I mean, w- would your wife ask you for a divorce just because you were trying to raise money through someone that had a not so— uh, pristine image in public. Uh, and that's an understatement when it comes to uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Well, you know, the reports on their relationship for years, his wife was aware of his relationship with his former girlfriend. girlfriend and that was weird. That, I mean, that's really weird. But for Which, all, by the way, they did out in the Outer Banks. Yeah. For her to all of a sudden, I mean, out of it, nowhere, this happened out of nowhere, that tells me there's some there there. Yeah. And it probably has something to do with yeah. with uh, yeah. that, that, young girls. That girlfriend, I mean, we did a story on that a long, long time ago, but uh, several years ago. But, yeah, Bill Gates, every year, would get together with an ex-girlfriend, and they'd spend a long weekend, or I don't know how long it was. It was at least a long weekend. They'd run a place out on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Just the two of them. I don't. I don't and, think, yeah, I mean, how would your wife think about that? I, I don't mean, think that'd get approved in my, I, yeah. my house. No. <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, it'd be a permanent vacation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, might be a, some Lorena Bobbitt stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, just everybody, calm down. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Jeffrey Epstein, Prince Andrew has been officially served with legal documents in a civil assault case launched against him in New York by accuser Virginia Roberts Guffrey. This, according to Fox News, Guffrey's attorney provided photos of FedEx receipts confirming the delivery of the lawsuit to the Duke of York's attorney, Andrew Brettler, of the law firm Lavely and Singer, pursuant to the court order of September 17, 2021. Plano's counsel retrieved two executed requests for service abroad of judicial documents from the court. Plaintiff's counsel then caused the request to be delivered to the designated central authority of the United Kingdom of the courts on behalf by FedEx, along with two requests to the complaint summons. Uh, So Guffrey is um, saying that Prince Andrew um, did the horizontal shuffle with her, that she was forced to have a sexual relationship with Prince Andrew back mm. when she was 17 years old. Uh, I'm not sure how old, how many years ago that was. I mean, it was it was quite a while ago, I believe. I think it was like, she's probably in her late 30s now, so it was probably 20-some years ago. But um, Prince Andrew is uh, probably not... Yeah, there's there's the picture uh, if you're watching on Facebook or Cable 7. So was she supposed to be 17 at that time? I guess? She was 17 at that time, I believe. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, um, Prince Andrew is not uh, going to be. Well, they certainly uh, haven't uh, talked about Prince Andrew too much <laughs> over in the royal family, no, have they? He's, no. he's disappeared. Yeah. He's out on the farm. Let's, let's try to uh, push him. I was going to say push him under the covers. That's probably not a good way to put it. <laughs> And we're going to take another time out. Stay with us. More news and views coming up. This is your Drive at 5 and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. An interesting story that sort of slipped under the radar. 
The Christian Post reported uh, earlier this week, last Friday, the Biden administration came out and they wanted to combat the Texas abortion law, which we've talked about before. The Texas abortion law basically says that once a fetal heartbeat is detected, you can't have an abortion. And uh, generally speaking, that's that's at six weeks. And on Friday, the Biden administration came out with a statement basically saying, hey, all you folks down, and Javier Becerra, the HHS secretary, who is super hyped up on making sure that everybody has as much access to as many abortions, whenever you want the abortion, you're going to have the abortion. Um, he came out and said, hey, abortionists, doctors, everybody else that is pro-abortion, the Biden administration, Javier Becerra and HHS, we, ha- quote, we have your backs. <laughs> in other words, um, ignore this law. If you get in trouble, we have your backs. That came out last Friday. Over the weekend, Alan Braid, an abortion doctor in San Antonio, came out. This is like a, a day or two after Javier Becerra said what he said. He came out and said, oh, by the way, uh, let me just make this public. On September the 6th, I violated the Texas law. I performed an abortion. He came out and said, I acted because I had a duty to care to this patient, as I do for all patients, and because this patient has a fundamental right to receive care. And uh, anyway, I fully understand the consequences. Okay, well, let's see what happens. I, I haven't heard any follow-up from uh, the attorney general down in Texas, uh, Paxton, but uh, my hunch is uh, he's going to deal with this very seriously. I, I obviously don't know the specifics of this abortion case that this guy what was this guy's name this doctor alan braid but just l- listen to his language uh it's that whole abortion is women's health care oh yeah you know yeah it's 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 right out of the democrats dictionary yep yeah <laughs> nothing nothing in there at all about the baby no Mm-mm. but uh oh yeah reproductive rights women's health care the western journal is reporting a meteorologist by the name of Carl Bo- Bonak, signed off last week after being fired for refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Bonak has served as weatherman for Michigan's WLUC-TV for 33 years, uh, a gray television station, which, by the way, is the same company that owns uh, WITN. Uh, Bonak as he was leaving, quoted Lou Gehrig, I'm the luckiest man on the face of the earth because I had a dream as a kid to be a weatherman. That dream came true, but a cloud has fallen over the land of the free, he wrote. The uh, ending of our freedom, our liberties, under the guise of a pandemic is very disturbing to me. He said, I just wanted to go about my business, live and let live, keep my mouth shut. But this act by the federal government through corporate America has brought me to a crossroads Our way of life, our freedom and liberty is collapsing before our eyes. He said personal freedom should be paramount. Many of you have taken one of these injections, and that's your right. It's also my right to choose other medical options I feel are right for me. Uh, I have authority over my body, as the Democrats like to say when it comes to abortion. Bonak then laid out why he refused the vaccine. Quote, 
I have decided against the vaccine option first and foremost because the manufacturers of these injections have absolutely no liability if injury or death occurs after the shot. And by the way, that has happened. I'm sorry to say it it has happened. Mm -hmm. I ask myself, why would I buy brakes for my vehicle if the brake company had no liability if the brakes failed? No. So I will certainly not allow a medicine in my body from a company that does not stand behind the product, he wrote. It's time to wake up to what's occurring here in America and across the world. We're being bludgeoned with fear, I believe, in an effort to control us. Bingo. um, Doctors, virologists, epidemiologists who post facts contradicting the official uh, line, accepted narrative regarding COVID are being censored. Some are losing their jobs. It's time to honor those who fought and served. For me, I honor them by saying enough. I have the right to choose. We all do. If we do nothing, we lose that right. Um, well, the boosters are coming. Um, they'll be required pretty soon. Well, you know, here's the thing I don't get. The, the boosters, the Pfizer booster, was only approved for people over 65. They're, they're too questionable for younger people. And, and, and people, under and people with immune problems, I think, yeah. maybe immunity problems. Uh, but I, I don't get that. I mean, if there if there's a if there's a danger to somebody in their twenties, why would you say, well, go ahead? I mean, I realize perhaps their their rationale is okay. It's more risky, mm-hmm. but the chances of you get COVID and dying is more risky. But I, I uh, wow. I guess it just says they hadn't done enough research on it. And so we're just going to push it through. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we've had 18 months. I mean, where's where's the CDC's research? <laughs> well, you know, I'd heard somebody say, you know, it was interesting that uh, normally at this point, you know, you, you're, you're still uh, testing the drugs. Well, the guinea pigs are the people that are getting the vaccine. And mm-hmm. uh, it's... Uh, you know, I, I mean, again, if you want to go out and get the vaccine, that's your call. Uh, I, I agree with this gentleman uh, who lost his job. That, that's your call, but, and, but don't force me to. And, and again, could we please have more people step up to the plate? It's starting to happen, but could we have more people step up to the plate and say, look, I've had COVID. I've got the natural immunity. I don't need the vaccine I, I, I don't understand why that is not being fully embraced by the government. And, and I'm not, I don't understand why, you know, they're, they're continuing to encourage testing, testing, testing. Well, how about tests for the antibodies? Yeah. How about doing the blood test that shows, you know, the antibodies test as well as if you've got COVID? Do it at the same time. And so we'll have a better feel for exactly how many people are vaccinated and have uh, natural immunity. Interesting uh, story in the Carolina Journal. Uh, Didn't have time to really go into detail on this, but a good article by Dallas Woodhouse talking about how the NAACP is backing an effort to add more than 50,000 felons to North Carolina's voting rolls. Now, North Carolina, once a felon has paid their debt to society, literally and figuratively, uh, they can be restored, their voting rights can be restored The NAACP right now is saying, no, we want everybody, even those felons who are serving time in jail, to be able to uh, vote. And they're taking this to the North Carolina Supreme Court. 
we'll follow that and see where that goes. Open the borders and open up the voter rolls. Yep. That's what the Dems want. Hey, thanks for being with us. We'll do it again on Thursday. Play a little political trivia. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right.